Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, Anne Laurie Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey as well as the journey of other stepmoms to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Hey, stepmamas and truth seekers, welcome back to another episode of Plus Her, a Stepmom Journeys podcast. I am your lovely host, Anne Laurie Forbes, wife to one, stepmom to two, stepmom advocate, and a source of encouragement while I'm figuring it out just like you. Today's episode is a good one. So listen, if you are a new stepmom looking for some resources, if you need to speak to someone one-on-one, if you need practical tips to implement, whatever it is that you are in search of or in need of to help guide you in your stepmom journey, you need to know today's guest. So grab your cup of tea or coffee, get cozy because this is the lovely story of stepmom and creator of Stepmommy, Kristen Skiles. Hi, Kristen. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you and have this meaningful conversation because not only are we going to discuss your stepmom journey, but we're also going to discuss one of my favorite topics, marriage. Yes. So let's dive right in. I always love to hear beginning of a stepmom's journey. So tell me a little bit about the beginning of your journey. And if you remember the initial thoughts and feelings you had about becoming a stepmom. Yeah. So um, before I met my now husband, I had a really bad experience dating a single dad. And so going into like dating again, I was like, I am definitely not going to do that again. Like no single dad had a hard and fast rule. And then I met Kevin and the rules didn't matter anymore. Started dating and it was, you know, you get swept off your feet and it was a really magical, wonderful time. I don't know, about a year in, it's probably when things got pretty hairy for us. Started seeing kind of what stepmoming really is because before I thought it was just you know it's a package deal that's great like I get to love him and his little one and I thought it was great and then you realize that there's an ex and she's very much in your life and there are custody battles and that's not any fun and there's child support and there are custody schedules that you have to work around and that these just are not as simple as I had originally thought they were like the rose-colored glasses kind of came off. <laughs> <laughs> when reality started to sink in, I faced a lot of insecurities as kind of a second person for my husband to really get serious with. Very insecure about his first marriage. I mean, like, I was constantly comparing myself to her, wondering if I was measuring up in his eyes, wondering if things were special this time around. Like, this is almost embarrassing to admit, but... When it came to planning our wedding, I was like, okay, y'all got married in winter. We're not going to get married in winter. You got married inside. <laughs> we're going to get married outside. Like, I just didn't want anything to trigger like a comparison in his mind. 
or in our guest mind, you know, like I didn't want anybody thinking about their marriage when it came to our wedding. So I had a lot of those insecurities, had a lot of what in the world did I sign up for? Can I do this? Had a lot of those. And I had a lot of, on the other side, I had a lot of those thoughts that I was just like, how did I get this lucky? Because mm. he and his daughter are so great. So there was a little bit of back and forth on that between really struggling and just really knowing this was the right step for me and knowing that he was worth any drama that came that came up. I love that you talk about both sides. On one hand, it's like, what did I sign up for? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, wow, I'm so lucky. But yeah, those step parenting insecurities, I know, you know, all of us stepmoms, we experience that, especially at the beginning of our journeys, when we're not 100% yeah. sure of what our role will be in the family, the new family dynamic. We're just so unsure. Um, and those insecurities will trip you up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They, yeah, they'll have you, you know, overcompensating. They'll have you bitter. You know, they'll leave you burnt out. And if you're not careful, they'll even have you be the whole evil stepmom. And that's the narrative we're trying to change. But those mm-hmm. insecurities can def- definitely play a number on us stepmoms for sure and and, you know we can laugh about it now like you talk about you wanted your wedding to be so different than his first wedding right they got married in winter so hey we're gonna do a spring wedding and and we could laugh about it now but when you're in the thick of it and you just don't realize how much it consumes you it, it can be so tough so how did you overcome it oh goodness it took me a long time took me a lot of wrong terms, a lot of setbacks. For me, I'm very much a writer, so journaling helps tremendously. I found a quiet spot at a picnic table next to a lake and just sat and wrote, and I would ask myself questions, you know, why do you feel insecure? And then I would just journal until I felt like I had gotten a little bit of clarity. And then what is your feeling about the X and what is driving that? And then I would just write until I got an answer and I would just keep kind of interrogating myself through this journal process, trying to get clarity about it. And it came to really having to do a lot of inner work and really understanding where my insecurities were coming from, because they weren't coming from Kevin, they were coming from me. Mm -hmm. So really doing that inner work and then recognizing all of the ways that Kevin had told me that I was his choice. I had kind of talked myself out of believing them I I don't know why I do that, um, but that was really eye-opening for me to sit and list all of the different ways he had shown that I am his first choice. And so I was able to kind of combine those two to move forward. And I I feel like I have a more streamlined way that I can present that to other stepmoms today. But for me, it was just this long winding road with a lot of dead ends trying to get to that point. So I don't I don't want any other stepmom out there to feel like she has to do it on her own the way that I had felt back back in those days when things were so hard because it's so tough to feel that alone. And there's definitely an easier, faster way to move through some of those insecurities and recognize that your partner's with you for a reason. Absolutely. I have, I call them plus her journey affirmations. And I always remind fellow stepmoms, you are enough. Your presence is valued. Mm -hmm. You bring something different to the table. And I just keep repeating that, not only for myself, when I have those moments 
when I'm second guessing myself, but just to remind other stepmoms out there, because sometimes those insecurities will creep up out of nowhere. Yeah, it's strange how that happens, that we think that, that we've settled them once and for all, and sometimes you'll kind of hear it creep back up. But once you've gone through the majority of that work in the beginning, at least in my experience, it's been easier to kind of hush that voice. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And it's easier to bounce back to get yourself out of being in your feelings, snap out of it. And so that's actually one of the things I wanted to ask you is like, what coping strategies have you implemented or put in place to make sure that if and when those feelings were to resurface, you would be able to quickly just check them? That's a great question. I, I think for me, I, I love that you talk about affirmations because I think that for me, that's been crazy transformational. One of the affirmations that I have to tell myself in those moments when that can creep in is if he wanted her, he would be pursuing her, but he's not. He's pursuing me. So just kind of putting that affirmation out there. And another one for me that's really helped me is recognizing that I'm worth the risk. What I mean by that is my husband was so hurt through his divorce process and he'll tell you that he recognizes that that was not the right relationship for him, but he felt like he had failed in being a husband, that he couldn't keep his marriage together, couldn't keep his family together. And he was torn apart by that, by not being able to fulfill this duty he really saw in his life that he needed to fulfill. He thought I was worth the risk of being hurt again. You know, if this relationship doesn't work out, he will be, you know, upset again, and I was worth that risk. So in the days when I find that I'm wondering if he wishes he were with her or if he misses those days, I can recognize that if that's what he wanted, that's where he would be. I can really talk myself out of it by recognizing where he was and where he is now and that he is very much choosing to be with me today. And that's huge. I love that you said you're worth the risk. He's willing to potentially not saying that that would happen with your marriage, but he is willing to give it another try. You are worth the risk. And I think that is a great reminder for other stepmoms. And I love that you said part of what helped you overcome those feelings, negative feelings, taking the time to write down what is true, writing down the facts, writing down like what you bring to the table, like getting out of your head. I think that sometimes as stepmoms, we just are so in our heads. We create scenarios in our head. We just, you know, create a whole scenario and it's not even true. It's not even true. Things that we think may happen or how make assumptions or how our partners are feeling. And it's not true. It's entirely in our head. And it stems from us being once again, insecure of the role that we play. But I love that you had a moment of self-reflection and sat down and wrote down what it is that you bring to the table. So that's definitely, because my next question is actually, what are some steps that you would share with stepmoms who are currently, you know, struggling with those same insecurities? And I think that's definitely one of them, taking the time to have a moment of self-reflection. But I'm wondering if you have any others you would like to add. I want you, if you're in this place and you are really struggling with this process and struggling to try that you're that first choice and that you're not a consolation prize, if you're struggling with that, I want you to really reflect on what your partner has told you. Let your partner's words have weight. Let what your partner says sink in. Don't deflect it because of your insecurities. So if your partner asks you to marry them, hear that. 
hear that that is not just something you ask out of the blue. That is something you ask because you want a life partner. Your partner has said, you're the most incredible woman I've ever met. Hear that. Revel in that. Don't dismiss it. Really search for those opportunities to get the validation from your partner that you need. And I'm certain that there are already instances that you can pull from in your life that will help you if you listen to them and if you believe them that they will talk you out of this rabbit hole that you've gone down. I love that. And for the stepmoms listening, your feelings are valid. So if you are, you're having these negative thoughts or you're feeling, I guess, inadequate and whatever it is, like it's understandable. It's understandable to Mm -hmm. feel that way. Um, But Kristen, maybe you can help me share this with the listeners. What do you think we are missing out on if we are so obsessed and focused on those insecurities? What are we missing out on? Oh my gosh, being happy. Being present, I missed out on so much because I was not present in the moment. I was living in my partner's past. I was trying to figure out what their marriage looked like and trying to fit into this mold that she has set. And Mm. that wasn't the mold that I needed to fill. And you talk a lot about the role and that, that was not supposed to be my role, but I was so focused on trying to be the second version of her that I was not living in the moment. I wasn't present with my family most of the time. And I wasn't able to really grow and develop as my own person because I was so stuck in the past. And the moment that I was able to kind of let those insecurities go, to trust that my partner was choosing me and to feel comfortable and confident in my special place in this family, that's when I was able to breathe again. I was able to be happy, to feel free, to not have this weight on my shoulders. And it's, it's a whole other world on the other side of that. I love everything you just said. Um, I'm so big on encouraging other stepmoms. And part of what you said, not only you're missing out on being happy stepmoms, we are missing out on just being happy. And like Kristen said, you are not meant to be second version of the first wife. Don't live in your partner's past. You are his future. I just love encouraging stepmoms. And so much of what you said is so encouraging and motivating for those stepmoms who may be experiencing those insecurities. So thank you so much for sharing that. I'm passionate about it because I remember how exhausting it was to be in that place. And I lived in that place for so much longer than I, I even want to admit. And it was draining and it was disheartening. And like I said earlier, I mean, part of me knew this was the right relationship, but the other part of me, I just questioned if I was equipped for this. Can I handle this if I'm just so consumed with these thoughts and these insecurities? So I I really want to help other stepmoms move past that place because it really is so beautiful on this side of things. Once you've crossed over and you've overcome. (laughs) One question before we talk about marriage. Do you think that if we're focusing on these insecurities, become obsessed with it, is it affecting our relationship with our stepchildren? How so? Talk a little bit about that. How is it affecting the relationship with the stepchildren? That's a great question. And I think it can manifest in a few different ways. There can be resentment there. If you look at your stepchildren and you see their mom and you are kind of obsessed with these insecurities, if you are 
really struggling with comparing yourself to the mom and you see the mom when you look at the kids, it can be hard to connect. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely going to put up walls and make it really hard to build a good bond. Another way it could show up is you might uh, interrogate. I don't know if that's a proper word, but I know I used to ask my daughter a lot of questions when she would come back to her house. Oh, what did you do at mom's house? Oh, you didn't do anything. Well, did you get to go outside? Did you get to do this? What did you eat? And like, I didn't always ask all of the questions, but I was looking for ways to feel better about myself. And I don't think I've ever publicly admitted that before. It's a little hard. <laughs> I was really in such an insecure place that I was looking for flaws, that I had built her up into this you know, glorious wife and mom in my head that I needed her to not be perfect. I needed her to not be that perfect person I had built up because then it would be okay if I wasn't perfect. And mm. so that was how that had manifested for me. And it, you know, that's uncomfortable for my stepdaughter. She doesn't want to relay everything that happened at her mom's house or worry about saying the wrong thing. So whenever I could move past those personal insecurities on my side, that really opened up my heart for her in a way that I didn't have to ask those questions. She didn't feel caught between the two sides at all. And so that was definitely, it definitely impacted my relationship with her. You know, there's, there's so many different ways that this can show up, but if you are having any sort of insecurity or inner turmoil, that's going to impact all of the relationships in your life, in your life, but especially the child is a product of that relationship. And so it, it makes sense that that would impact, you know, your relationship with your son. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, I've been following you ever since I started this podcast. And what I love about your stepmom platform is that you're always posting something, especially on IG. You're always posting something that sends me into deep reflection. I'm telling you, earlier we talked about self-reflection. You do that for me. You oh, post right. I'm telling you, you're post, you post something and I'm reading the caption. And then I just sit there for like 20 minutes and doing a whole self-assessment. There's just so much I could talk to you about because honestly, your posts are they really serve as like a self-reflection moment for me. And you continue to reassure me that I'm not alone. And, and I'm sure that's how other stepmoms feel as well when they, they go on your website or they have coaching sessions with you or whatnot. Because me just reading your IG captions, I'm always like, okay, she gets it. <laughs> she gets it. So... One of the things that has resonated with me um, was the post, one of the posts you made about marriage. And you've had a couple of IG posts about marriage. But in one of the posts, actually, in general, you talk about, you know, partners being on the same page, not keeping score, you know, going out on dates, keeping the, the spark alive. There's just so much you touch on on marriage. But there was a specific post that you said, and I quote, don't let your partner become your roommate. Remember why they are your soulmate. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> I'm telling you, Kristen, like when I read, and that was just the first line of the caption. And when I read it, it was a punch to my gut. I was like, why is Kristen coming from my whole life? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. And it wasn't until I read it in those plain words that I realized I realized that without realizing it that is what my husband and I were letting happen we got into like you know this routine I personally I was so focused 
on being such a great stepmom, right? And my husband on his end, he was so focused on making sure that, you know, I was comfortable settling into his place. And, you know, we were just so focused on the parenting aspect as well, that somewhere along the lines, like the spark was diminishing, the honeymoon phase was over. So this is one of the reasons why I'm excited to talk to you today, because now that I have the opportunity to speak to you, (laughs) I would really love to talk about prioritizing your marriage in a blended family and a step family. And I'm being a little selfish because I need this conversation. (laughs) But, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure the stepmoms listening are also going to benefit from this. So talk to us about the importance of prioritizing our marriage. You know, why is it so important to remember that we are husband and wives and not entirely get lost in the blended family identity? Yeah, so uh, just full disclosure, that Instagram caption was a reflection of, of my marriage earlier this year. And wow, with, with quarantine, my world was, you know, rocked, as, as were many of you. And mm-hmm. we were getting used to this. I work from home. Um, I run stepmoming full-time from home, and I'm always in the office and working while Chris is at school and while my husband's at work, he has a corporate job. And then all of a sudden, everybody is home all day, every day, and my husband's wanting to use the office, which is fine. Like, I'm not <laughs> – he can use the office, but it was just – he's very extroverted. My stepdad is very extroverted. <laughs> they were wanting to talk all the time, and I'm very introverted. So that was a lot to adjust to. Um, and then just everybody's trying to go through the motion of – I was helping with schoolwork on top of trying to do my job. He was trying to do his job. And it some days it just felt like we were ships passing in the night trying to figure out this new normal for us and trying to really, like, figure it out. I, I don't even know another way to say it. We just were – we were just going on. Like, we didn't – we weren't connecting in a way that we were before. We were all just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And so when – there was one day when I had been working with my stepdaughter. It was a transition day, so she was about to go back to her mom's. And I was like, I just missed my husband. Like, you know, oh, we've, we've been stuck in. <laughs> yes, you honestly, oh my gosh. You are yeah. like, listen, this is this is for me. This conversation, this is my therapy. My this conversation <laughs> with you is my therapy because I feel every word, every word. I just yeah. miss my husband. <laughs> Yeah, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. So I actually texted him. I was across the house in the dining room, and he was in the office. And I said, "Hey, you want to go on a date tonight?" And I mean, the entire state of Texas was shut down. And he was like, "Wrong number? Like, are you crazy?" And (laughs) no, no, no. Like at home. And so I cooked his favorite meal, and I played video games with him, which is not something I do, but it was just a way for us to connect at home and have kind of a, do something different, not just watch TV or, or whatever. And it was so fun, and it was so nice to connect. And I just, I really, I really remembered our relationship. And it sounds awful, but it has been such a weird time you know ever since the pandemic hit it's just been such a weird time and we had become roommates I mean we held hands we kissed like we weren't just truly ships in the night but it 
felt like we hadn't prioritized our marriage. And so this is what your question all comes down to. Very long-winded way of explaining my context. But it's important to recognize your partner. And I, I just think that's the first step is, you know, have you been treating your partner like a roommate? Or have you been treating your partner like your partner? And it sounds simple. But for me, it wasn't. So I just feel like I have to, to kind of put it out there like that. Um, and it's important to have that strong marriage because none of the drama that comes with being a stepmom is worth it if you two aren't solid. You know, if mm-hmm. the drama with the ex, the drama with custody battles, the drama around even just scheduling something around a custody schedule, none of that is, is worth it. If you and your partner aren't really, really in sync. So that's why it's important. Um, and I think you often ask me how to prioritize it. If you have to go so far, like I do, I have to put it on the calendar to make sure that it's there and that you've made time for it. That's what you need to do. Because date night or quality time, just the two of you, needs to be on the calendar. It needs to be something you are doing on a very consistent basis and it needs to be something that once it's on the calendar, it's non-negotiable. This is a very important meeting, perhaps the most important meeting for your family and nothing else can, can come between you and that, that time. I was just going to say that it has to be non-negotiable for us to Mm -hmm. prioritize marriage. It's non-negotiable. You're setting the time to have some quality time with your partner and it has to happen when you set that time, not pushing it back. And I'm telling you, what you experience is the same as me. I worked from home as well. And, you know, everybody was out the house, you know, every single day. But then when the pandemic hit, everybody's at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everybody's at home all the time. And then it was just about how are we going to adjust now that this is pandemic? How are we adjusting to this new normal? The school year started and now with the, the boys are doing school online. That's what we decided to do is for them to do school online. And it was just about how do we adjust? How do, what do I need to do to help them? What is my husband doing? And I'm telling you when I read those words, it was just so plain. It was so straightforward. And I'm telling, I sat there and I'm like, wow, when was the last time I told my husband I loved him? When was the last time mm. I held his hand? Like when was the last time him and I just sat together and it was uninterrupted quality time, just him and I. And I was like, wow, this is something that needs to be talked about more. Uh, we, of course, I talk a lot about step parenting, stepmoms and whatnot, but you are absolutely right. It's not worth it if the foundation with your partner is not solid. It's not worth it. Yes. This is like therapy yeah. for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so happy that you know we can talk about this. I say, in my opinion, that the honeymoon period for couples in blended family it's short lived. That's how I feel. You know, they say when you get married, you have this honeymoon phase for about, I guess they say about a year. But I would argue that for step parents or step families, it's short lived. How can we find a healthy balance between, especially for new stepmoms, how can we find a healthy balance between adjusting to our new role as a parent, but also making sure that we don't neglect our marriage? 
So I had to, well, I set the tagline for step momming very intentionally. Step momming is what you do, it's not who you are. And that is just as much a reminder to me as it is to every other step mom in the world. Um, because I had let step momming, becoming the best step mom on the planet, the perfect step mom, <laughs> consume me. And this is why I was obsessed with comparing myself to her mom and why I worked so hard. I got so burned out is because that's what my goal was. That's what I thought I needed to do. And it's truly not. We have to be really cognizant of that and make sure that all of our energy is not going to being a great step mom. Your energy has to be on partly that, partly being a great wife, and partly to being a great person. I had forgotten everything I used to do when I first became a stepmom. I stopped playing tennis. For the most part, I stopped visiting my family and spending time with my nephew. And there were so many things that I had done before and met Kevin that I wasn't doing now. And I, I wasn't me anymore. And it's okay to change a little bit. It's okay that, like, I'm focused on my stepdaughter some or trying to be more mature and present, present when she's home. But I can't not do the things that fill me up. I can't not do self-care just because I'm a stepmom. So you have to have kind of self-care. You have to have couple care where you're going out on dates, where you're being really intentional about building up that relationship, where you're being intimate. And then the other side of it is making sure that you're doing what you need to do to bond with your step kids and to be a good stepmom. Yeah, I uh, everything. I'm nodding. I love it. <laughs> spot on, like spot on. Oh my gosh. What are some tips to keep the spark alive going out on dates, prioritizing that quality time? Um, but what are some other tips? Because like, let me tell you, I have no desire to have a roommate. Like Mr. Forbes is my husband. <laughs> I have no desire for him to be a roommate. So maybe share with us some other tips on how we can keep the spark alive in our marriage. Yeah. Uh, my first one is to flirt. Don't shy away from that just because you're married now or because you've been together for so long now. Flirt with your partner. Make them feel sexy. Let them make you feel sexy. Like just really, you know, those little texts or when you walk by just trailing your fingers on the the bottom of their back. I don't even know what they're called. Um, the smell of their back. <laughs> like when, when you're riding in the car, you can hold their hand. Like mm -hmm. just flirt with your partner. Um, <laughs> this is such a goofy example, but I told you that earlier today we were ice skating and my husband was like, oh my gosh, it's so hot. Can you hold my sweater? And he went to take it off and I was like, whoa, take it off. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a goofy example, but you know, I could see him stand a little taller after like, yeah, why do I think I'm hot? You know, like <laughs> make your it. partner feel that way. <laughs> Flirt with your partner. So definitely one of my bigger tips. I, I love date night. I, I'm always going to recommend date night. If you're in a place where you don't feel comfortable going out, global pandemic, do a date night in. Get creative with that. Um, and bonus points if your date will include play or humor. We used to go to the comedy club all the time, and there are endorphins that are released when you laugh, so that just makes you feel even better. We do game night. Like I said, we play video games. 
So just finding ways to connect through play or humor. And then the last one I, I kind of mentioned earlier, but making sure you're being intimate with your partner. That is the best way to take your partner from roommate to your partner. And it's, it's vital for a really positive, successful marriage to, to be intimate with one another and to connect on that deeper level. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much for sharing all those amazing but practical tips too. I myself, I'll be more intentional definitely about implementing some of those tips because yeah, like I said, I am honest in saying that it has been a struggle. And when I read that IG post, I said, wait a minute now, I don't want a roommate. Yeah. So you just shared some very practical tips that I will be able to implement in my journey. And I hope the stepmoms listening or anybody else listening can also implement those, especially now as we are going through this pandemic. This mm-hmm. pandemic has put a strain on a lot of marriages. And so now more than ever, we definitely need to prioritize our marriage. So thank you so much for those tips. Stepmamas, I'm telling you, she will send you in deep reflection. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is so, there is plenty more from where that came from. So let's not leave the listeners hanging. Let's talk about your wonderful platform that you created to help stepmoms, stepmoming. Talk about a little bit about that. Why is it that you created it? And what are the services that you offer that they could benefit from um, on their journey? Yeah. So you can find me at stepmoming.com or at stepmoming on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, we have lots of pins out there as well. So what I do is we have this blog, and that's one of the main parts. That's really how we started, where we publish new content once a week on Fridays, where we publish a brand new article. And then uh, we also have a private Facebook community if you want to join. It's called Stepmoming Ain't Easy, and you can go there and connect with other stepmoms, because I really believe having community is such a huge part of that. And I also do coaching. So I do one-on-one coaching. I also do group coaching, and it's a way for me to really guide you and hold your hand. If you're feeling like you're struggling and you just need a roadmap forward, I am Step Parent Coach certified, so uh, I know what I'm talking about based on research, based on personal experience, and I don't want anybody to feel like they are not equipped to handle this role, and it's so difficult, and I know it is, and I'm ready to help you through it. And then, like you said, lots of social media that we put out there. I'm trying to put out as much free content as I can to just encourage you. And I don't want stepmoms to ever feel like they're doing this alone. And you had kind of mentioned that earlier. I, that is so important to me that you know that you've got a friend in this. That's it. That's what I do. <laughs> you definitely make us feel like we are not alone and you know, that is also one of the goals that I have for my podcast is, you know, sharing the stories of stepmoms and to validate, to affirm, to reassure, to encourage other stepmoms that are struggling on their journey. So that is amazing. Like the free content you put out there, like I said, it sends me in deep reflection. So I could only imagine what you offer in terms of your coaching and the support group. And we talked about insecurities today. So I definitely want to remind a stepmom who is listening to this podcast, if you are struggling with those insecurities or whatever else you may be struggling with, here is a resource, Kristen from Stepmomming, and you can definitely reach out to her for one-on-one coaching. And you said you offer group 
coaching as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if couples are having are struggling with their marriage, prioritizing their marriage or whatever it is, they can also reach out to you. So this is amazing. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. To conclude, Plus Her Journey is all about sharing, like I said, the real stories of stepmoms and also changing that evil stepmom narrative that we've grown accustomed to. So before I let you go, I want to know, in your opinion, how can we change that evil stepmom narrative? So for me, the biggest way that I think we can change that narrative is to continue to share positive examples. And that's exactly what you're doing with the podcast. But I think it's also important for every single stepmom who's listening, if she's listening and she wants to be better and she's inspired by what you're sharing, she is a great stepmom and the world needs to know about more great stepmoms. Don't be afraid to post a caption that says my stepkid instead of calling them, you know, my kids. It's okay to own that you're a stepmom and to let the world see that you are a great stepmom and that not all stepmoms are evil. And that's what I'm doing is trying to share my positive example. That's what you're doing. And we just need more stepmoms out there to just show everybody we're not evil. We love our stepkids. We're doing the best we can. And I don't care what Disney says. <laughs> I love that. That's the perfect way to end this. I don't care what Disney says. <laughs> Kristen, thank you. Thank you. You know, not only for your thought provoking post that you have out there, you know, that has been checking me, but also for this lovely and encouraging conversation we had today. I just know that our conversation today, your story, your journey, will continue to be a source of hope and inspiration for our fellow stepmom. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful. I just have this feeling that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Show me some love. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And spread the love with another stepmom by sharing this episode with her. You just never know. This might be the encouraging word she needed to hear. And lastly, let's stay connected. Check me out at Plus Her Journey on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed.